Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics, My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. And Skeeter, we are getting ourselves ready for the Travelers Championship headed up to TPC River Highlands, Cromwell, Connecticut. Before we do that, though, we take a look back. It was the U.S. Open. Uh, I tell you what, the Canadian Open set the stage for national championships to be great. And the U.S. Open... I mean, maybe it wasn't quite as dramatic as the Canadian Open, but it ended up being incredibly dramatic all the same with uh, a lot of different combating storylines at the top. And uh, it didn't end necessarily the way my pocketbook would have liked, but I'll be honest, as a fan, it ended in pretty good fashion. Uh, Skeeter, what are we taking away from L.A. Country Club in the U.S. Open? Um. I, my, okay, so I had a good process, apparently, because I had – you know, in my player pool, I, I, I played six lineups because I got to like, 17 players and I literally could not eliminate anybody. Like, this is so annoying, but all right, <laughs> fine. I had Clark in one lineup. Of course, that was my three of six lineup, so that didn't do me painful. Good. But I had Fowler, I had Ricky, I had Scheffler, I had DJ, Fleetwood. Um, But I just never got the right combination to get six of six. I had four or five of sixes, three of them cashed, and... They weren't min cashing. They were, you know, they were kind of in that nice middle range where maybe hit the next tier level. But um, so that was good for me. My bets, of course, didn't hit because I had I had Rory, I had um Scheffler. I jokingly bet Fleetwood on the weekend. Boy, that for a minute that looked pretty good at twenty five hundred and five thousand to one odds. But um, like oh okay, well I got my dollars worth out of both of those. But in the end um. As I told you pre-show, boy, it feels like uh, maybe LACC, the comp is Quell Hollow with Rory uh, winning there a couple times, Ricky's won there, and Wyndham Clark just winning there, now winning here. And I I, per, and I think I even texted you this, like, I love that reaction. Like, mm-hmm. it meant so much to him. It's like, okay, you mm-hmm. know what, this is, this is wonderful sports here. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like I said, as a golf fan, it was pretty awesome. I uh, had Wyndham in two of my ten lineups. Uh, I didn't have any six of six, so the the end uh, end result. Um, my best lineups were with Wyndham Clark, five of six. It, it it wasn't how I bet the tournament. I would have profited better with a Ricky win, with a Rory win, but uh, the yeah, I mean the just raw emotion right afterwards. It's like, all right, man, you 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 you've won my heart over, even if you didn't win my pocketbook over. It was an excellent tournament. Um, I'll tell you this. It was interesting. It was very quiet. And you know, finally the fans like burst through the ropes on 18 to come uh, surround the green. It was kind of an interesting feel with the somewhat secluded players uh, in that venue as far as major championship goes. But I think it was uh, in the end, it was I was very happy at the end of the tournament outside of the whole wagering world. OK, so here's what I'm thinking. You know, the fans come up to rush 18 and things like that. Like, here's my thought. What if Wyndham Clark bogeys and they have to go to a playoff? Uh, they got to get out of the fairway. Like, <laughs> I forget what the new U.S. Open playoff is. I think it's two holes. I know it's uh, – I don't know the true answer there. I know it's no longer a full 18 like it used to be. Which, by the way, the way today would have ended up for you, how awesome would that have been if there was an 18-hole playoff? It would have been because I got rained out from work today. So um, I don't know if I could have uh, rebounded. I'm sure I would have for uh, for either Ricky or Rory with a live bet on them. And then I probably would have hedged 
based on our conversation from a week ago, too. Oh, I would have I would have been betting Clark because I already had the Rory nineteen to one, the same as you. Yeah. Um. No, so I mean, yeah, it would have been awesome. I don't know what the outcome is, but I don't know. Like when that happened, I thought, man, I wish that would have happened at the memorial two weeks ago because I couldn't see squat on that eighteenth green the second time through. And I know I think I'm in the minority for this, but you know what? Ten under ten under. Yeah, he won at ten under, right? I think so. Yeah. You know what? That's a good winning score for the you know for a for a major. I have zero issue with the way this course played. And you know, I was like, oh my gosh, look at Thursday. You know, two sixty two. Okay, eight under left for day one. Ten under won it. And by the way, those two sixty twos were phenomenal because it's not like, you know, I mean the next best score was what sixty six or sixty seven. It's not like there were sixty threes and sixty fours all over the place too. Right, and in the end, what we got like twenty golfers or so. Oh, you know, who ended up under par for the tournament, yeah. so like maybe not even 20. Like, I just thought, you know, yeah, I mean, there was, it was, it was quirky, but I didn't mind it. Like this, you know, by the way, Wyndham Clark was 60, he had a 64 on Thursday. So there were uh, certainly at least one 64 out there and he did finish at minus 10. But again, I mean, you know, uh, you know, the weather kind of played a role in, Somebody brought this up on Twitter, and I wish I remember who it was because this is a great point. Like, you know, we're like, oh, you know, w- you know, we're complaining about the score and you know, all these shots or whatever. Like, or you know, weather plays a role. Well, don't this is happening in the Open every year where it's like, okay, this could be minus twenty or this could be minus two based on the wind. Like, why is mm-hmm. that okay there but not at the U.S. Open? Because those courses are older and. They stand the test of time. This is the first time we've seen LACC in most of our lifetimes. I would imagine that that's your answer. I guess. Not saying it's right or wrong, just that's the answer. Right, but it's just like, you know, it played fair. I mean, I thought hole six was kind of fun hole to watch. I mean, I'm not sure that there was. R- refresh my memory. What was hole six? That was the quote-unquote drivable part four that okay. you yeah. could lay up on, but... I thought that was a fun. I thought it was a fun hole. Yeah, I didn't mind that hole. I know Rom going into it said you're a fool if you go for it. Uh, I know we saw Bryce and I forget what day it was where he was on TV coverage where uh, he left one kind of in the muck afterwards. So now that you re- you remind me six, yes, that was uh, it was a good hole. I mean, I think the problem was the place was in general too wide, and while that was drivable and it's fun because there was there was you know. Chaos if you miss the miss the target. I wouldn't say fairway in that regard, but a lot of other places it was just easy to swing from the hips. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm being a little uh, critiquey, but I did think there were times where, like I've seen even the shot tracer of Wyndham Clark's tee shot on 18, and they're like, man, that shouldn't be finding a fairway when it started in the fairway and curved that much. That's a fair point. But in the end, like, I mean, look, I still thought the drama was good. I don't have to have guys making bogey. I'm with no. you. 10 under is, is okay for me. No. And you know what? Almost the psychology, too, of the, you know, front nine, you better get your scoring in because you're not yeah. going to do much in a back nine. And, God, it played out that way. Like, yeah, I I thought it was fine. Like, I, I liked it. I would have liked to seen a little bit more fan interaction. I think it's probably the only yeah. thing that I really had an issue with. There were times late last night, as we record this on a Monday, you know, on the Sunday finish, where I'm like, where are the people? I think they limited the number of tickets. 23,000, they did limit the number of tickets. And and a lot of it was like corporate hospitality, I guess. Oh, yeah, or member hospitality, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, and and maybe that helps Clark out as well, because... That was a speculation on Golf Channel this morning. 
less of the uh, environment that he's less accustomed to than Ricky and Rory are. Right. And Scheffler. Really, everybody else on that leaderboard, frankly. Yeah, because, you know, Rory and Ricky would have been really benefited from the crowd, even though Ricky just didn't have it yesterday. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, Skeeter, anything else from LACC before we take it to Cromwell, Connecticut? I don't think so. Um, I think it's what... I think they're back there in 2038, so we got 15 years or so, or 16 years until we see this course again. But I thought it played well, and I th- I saw somebody, and I have no idea. I don't think they were credentialed or anything like that. Like, you know, in a couple of years when L.A., when Riviera is hosting the Olympics, you know, will they play the Genesis at this course? Hmm. Interesting thought. That'll be something to keep your eye on. Something to keep your eye on. What is that, 2028? Yes, because... L.A. Olympics? I think so. Let's see. That sounds right. Because Tokyo was 20... Or... 2020. Happened in 21, but it was 2020. I forget where next year is at. I don't don't have a clue. Let's see. 2024... um, Paris. Oh, wee wee. They've even been making uh, commercials for it. Dolly Parton's got a commercial for it. Oh. How did I not know that? Or maybe I don't remember seeing that. I remember seeing like the same seven other commercials that they showed. <laughs> it's like, oh great, this is NFL Sunday all over again. It's the same or same commercials that you know see every uh, you know the entire playoffs. Well, you could just watch Peacock and uh, then just have the same elevator music in between. It's almost worse than the same commercial. Yeah, I did like pay for Peacock. Uh, well, I already have it for wrestling. I don't know if that was oh, uh, well, that's, uh, you that's know a good move. Yeah, I already had it. So, Skeeter, let's let's get into the traveler, shall we? Yep. TPC River Highlands, Cromwell, Connecticut. It's a par seventy, under seven thousand yards, six hundred eight, six thousand eight hundred forty-one yards. Uh, Skeeter, what are we looking for here? Because I'm here to tell you, I look at the list of winners and even the guys with good success, and I feel like I could create a narrative for every type of player. From Kevin Kisner to Dustin Johnson, and I feel like I could comp it to every course from the lefty narrative of the Bubba's and Phil's to uh, to Augusta to Honda. I mean, I feel I don't know what I think because I think there's a, a there is a believable narrative to almost every course and player comp out there. What's the course for uh, JJ Henry and Freddie Yock? I don't know. <laughs> Where, I mean, I'm a, I like Freddie Jacobson. I don't. I don't know I what his say, course I, is. I, I thought Freddie was your guy. I'm a fan. I mean, Xander won it last year. Um, no, I think it's an event anybody can really win. I mean, distance is not going to be an issue. I mean, we saw. Ch- I mean, we've seen Chez win. I'm assuming Freddie Yock wasn't real long. Hunter Mahan, maybe he was. Spieth, I mean, he's kind of long, but. Streelman's not really. I'm just going to go through the list of Russell Knox, certainly not long. Kisner's had great success here. Bryson DeChambeau's had great success here. That's not the same. I mean, neither is a winner, I don't think, but that's not the same kind of game. No, and, and that's, of course, you know, Furyk shot 58 here. Is this where uh, – did Streelman have that incredible run on the back nine of birdies too where – did he shoot a 59 or a 60 here? No, I don't know, but yeah, did he birdie like Not a 59, seven? but – yeah, he, he had a crazy run I think on the back nine the year he won it. Like maybe he shot like 28 on the back or some – yeah, there was some streak there. I do remember yes. that. Oh, God. And I remember coming out of COVID like like I, I think I touted him at 175 to 1 and 
he was right there and it was just dusting that god. I'm like, oh. Not only do I remember that Skeeter, it's probably the most fun I've ever had watching golf in my life, honestly. Um, because I had a Strailman ticket along with a uh, top five insurance on it, and my uh buddy said, Hey, let's go out of this bar. And it was like the first time I had been out in public since oh, uh no. since like the shutdown of life. And so I'm hooting and hollering. The golf was amazing. At some point, Dustin's taking his shoes off to play a ball where he's got to get his feet wet. Like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, it was. Dude, I remember it. Honestly, I'm not sure I've ever had more fun watching golf in person, on TV. Uh, I mean, I know I hit Hideki when he won the Masters a couple years ago. I've I've hit bigger hits than that. I didn't really hit anything because Strillman didn't win, but it was awesome. Was this also the one where somebody at the bar was shocked that you that you knew who was it, Hatton or Fleetwood was? No, but that was the same bar, but that happened before the coronavirus. There was actually uh, a gentleman, yeah, because at the time, I mean, I like I had a ratty sweatshirt on and my beard was down to my stomach, and uh, I showed him my pre tournament bet on Hatton. He couldn't believe it. Uh, same bar, different tournament. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably thinking, oh, uh, you know, this guy, this guy doesn't have a clue who a golfer is. And you're like, oh, yeah, hat dog. You know. um, As a matter of fact, I'm aware of this uh, curmudgeon who um, is very enjoyable to watch and plays great golf. And I did hit the winner that day, too. That was when Hatton, I think, won. Where did Hatton win? Heritage? I don't no, know. API? I yeah, it was API. You're right about that because he was battling against Sung JM the uh, week maybe after Sung J won the Honda because the guy I was talking to had a Sung JM ticket. Talk about remembering nonsense for no reason. There you go. Well, I mean, I mean, let's face it. So you remember that Honda not for Sung J winning, but for Mackenzie Hughes. I, I do, and I believe I also had a Brennan Steele ticket that week. Uh, speaking oh, of God, long shots, yeah. Well, Skeeter. <laughs> All those names are, are people, honestly, because Brennan Steele has a great course history here. Uh, not going to be here, clearly, because he's on the lift tour at this point. But, again, like what we're looking for. So is what statistically are you looking for out of this group here? So if we look at ball striking, around the green really doesn't play much. Um, birdies are better. I think we've seen one, three under, somewhere between one and three under kind of be the cut made here. So going to look there. Par 4 scoring 400 450 because I believe 8 of the par 4s are in that range. And then a lot of wedge ranges, so basically 125, 150, 150, 175, and then even approximately 200 plus for the par 3s and par 5s and some putting. Um, Top 65 and ties will make the cut, not top 60, even though it's funny how the U.S. Open ended up at exactly 65. Um, <laughs> um, so, kind of funny how that worked out, but Really, as we said, you know, I'm looking at form. There's some guys that I'm going to pick on here a little bit. I have been doing that a little bit in the betting market as far as, you know, all right, you know, I don't like this guy this week, and he's minus money. I'll take the other guy at plus money and kind of go from there. Are we ready to take a peek at the field? Yeah. Um. One final thing is I believe this is the last elevated event. I think you might be right. We're certainly getting down to the nitty gritty when it comes to or, one and done selections. I don't know if the Scottish is uh, elevated and then the open, but then after that, I believe the next, um, you know what? I probably can actually look that up here real quick. Then I believe the next quote unquote elevated event would be the playoffs with only 70. And this will be interesting to see now kind of what happens with, um, with all the live golfers. So the, right now the travelers is a 20,000 purse is an elevated event. 20 million. And, and then we get our right, 20,000, <laughs> 20 million. Thank you. And then rocket mortgage, John Deere and the Janet Scottish 
are 8.8, 7.49. The open is a 15 mil uh, purse. Then 3M and Wyndham are 7.876. And then you get 20 mil again for the very exclusive FedEx St. Jude Championship in the BMW. So this is the last elevated event before the playoffs. Okay. Besides the major, if you will. I'm also be very curious to see what happens to like these college golfers like Ludwig Ad- Adberg. I know he got his card, but does he still maintain it? I think he maintains it through next year because otherwise it seemed pretty unfair for him to lose it. If he only yeah, I don't know that, but why would you give a guy a card? Wouldn't you just give him special temporary exemption for the season rather than a card if he's only getting a few events? So I would imagine that card plays out through next year. It just happens to start this year. I don't know that, but right. I'd have trouble believing it's any other way. And then the ones at the Cord Ferry Tour, um, the guy from Illinois, uh, from Belgium, Desharats, or I... I... I forget his name. He won last week. He lost in a playoff yesterday to another guy. Uh, I think he was from Florida, who uh, from the University of Florida or one of the college, like back-to-back weeks of the college of these new college players on the you know the top uh, top five or two through five in the university standings. Adverg won two through five went to Corn Ferry, and they've won back-to-back weeks, including Ad- Adrian Desharats or what? I, I'm gonna have to learn his name. He's an Illinois guy. Who went one two the past two weeks? Like, I'm going to assume they're causing some little bit of disruption in the Corn Ferry Tour. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, so whether or not we'll see uh, see them making an impact on us will 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 remain to be seen. And there's no live event this week, right? I don't know the live schedule off the top yeah. of my head. I know they go to Valderrama in London, but I don't know. I don't know if they're back to back weeks and because. Can they even play at the Scottish? No, that's a coat. Well, I don't know that answer. Remember last year? I think there was um, it was um, oh, there was a lawsuit. So like Holter and yeah, they got in like real late, and they gave them those nasty tea times, like crazy. They were the like first off and then last off the next day or something. Yeah, I do remember that now. I don't know if they're gonna play in the Scottish. I don't know my rules as far as that goes or what court litigation has gone on, but I don't know why we're talking about this. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Travelers. <laughs> well, let's get to the field that is at hand if you're ready. Yep. Well, let's do it. It starts at the top 10K+, plus. Scheffler 11-3, Rory's 10-9, Rom's 10-8, Xander 10-4, Cantlay 10-2. Skeeter, where are you going out of this group? It's Scheffler. I mean... Look, the guy is still ball striking incredibly. His putting did not seem that bad. He didn't make anything yesterday because he was on my team. Nobody on my team made a thing. No, he actually he gained 1.2 strokes in the whole event. But, I mean, he literally had... Good grief. His worst finish this year is 12th of the Genesis. Yep. His, the last time he did post a top 15 was 45th of the CJ Cup, the first event after the Tour Championship. Mm-hmm. Since then, all he does is he has top 12s. He's coming off, he has five straight top fives, four straight top threes. Like, why is he not priced like 11-8 and Rom and Rory at 10-9, 10-8? Like, like, at some point, don't you have to, you know, if you're DraftKings, make, you, make us pay for Scheffler. Like... He's just way too consistent. Number one ball striking approach, par fours from that key distance. You know, he's top ten everything else I'm looking at except proximity from 150 to 175, 113th putting. Like, there's just not enough of a gap for me to want to say, hey, I'll take Rory, who maybe is back, and Rob, who by his standards is struggling. I know Xander's the defending champion. Cantley's king of the top 15 here, but 
the price gap is just not enough. It's Scheffler, and I don't know if I play anybody else here just because of that. I think it's easy to get to Scheffler if uh, the price is there, right? If you've got the money, you use him. I'm going to go different than you. Scheffler probably ends up being my number two. Uh, but I'll go Rom. Um, I, I, I like the way his game really correlates to the way Dustin Johnson plays. And Dustin Johnson has played really well at this place. Rom hasn't played here in forever. I think it's going back to like 2016 where he was a top 30. Yeah, top. he was 25th in 2016. Hasn't played here since. Oh, that's a lie. He played here once since and finished 37th. So, um I think Rom has the game for this place, and I'm like I'm thinking that maybe after the Masters win and a little bit of turbulence, he finds himself back. Will he be under the radar? I don't know. I guess I'm hoping he will be versus the names that everybody was looking at yesterday. Even though in the end, Rom wasn't that far behind the Rory's and Scotties and Xanders. Right, and it's still way too early to for me to look at potential sure. ownership on a Monday afternoon. So, no, I get it. I mean. In, you know, I don't, I, I don't think it's a, necessarily a bad play to play the cheapest of the top three, but as I said, for me, it's Scheffler and nobody else. So you can count the other four as my fades if you want. Otherwise, I don't truly really have a fade. I, they're all up here for a reason. You can make a justifiable case. I think the fade is probably more easily Xander than Rory for me, but it's kind of those two. Um, but again, uh, I, I'm with you in the fact that I'm probably not – Drifting too far away from Rom and Scheffler myself, but I would play Cantley before I'd play the other two if you're looking to truly like give a pecking order and a fade. Okay. You ready to go to them nine Ks? Yep. Hovland's ninety nine, Finau ninety seven, Morikawa ninety five, Fleetwood ninety three, Clark ninety two, Fowler ninety one, Matthew Fitzpatrick nine K even. What are we doing here? That's a good question because there's a guy I need to have, you know what do we do with? But I'm gonna stick with Vic. Um, didn't have the greatest weekend at um, at the U.S. Open, but still ball striking is there. He's kind of, his short game's okay. Like, if there's terms in a ball striking contest, he's the guy that I want. So, he's also number one. Let me make sure I have the right. Uh, he's number one on Pete Dycourse's past 24 rounds. Interesting. Like, putting, of course, has been his issue. But other than that, he's right there. So... That works for me on a Pete Dye course. Um, 9900 is a little pricey, but I have enough values in the sevens, potentially even sixes I can go with. So I'm fine with Hovland. I might say the answer is Hovland by default. Like, I'm not so sure I have much interest in the rest of this, fear, this tier. So I'm going to go with Hovland, too. Um, I've got, like, I've just got reason after reason to fade everybody else in this tier except for maybe Matt Fitzpatrick at the bottom. So uh, I like the positives you bring out, and the ball striking makes sense. Hovland can go out and get some birdies here. Uh, but I'm not sure I'm playing anybody else in this tier, so I'll defer to you for the rest of the tier. Well, we're kind of the same boat, because the only other guy that I would kind of potentially trust is Tommy. Yeah. Like, coming off of 63, he's only missed one cut. That was at Schwab, so it's another shorter course, so that could be a little bit of an issue. But 15, that heritage, like... He's been playing really, really well. Um, his irons were on fire. He just missed. He lost a stroke putting, which was not Sunday. It had to have been earlier in the week. So, I think Tommy makes the case at ninety three hundred. If I knew where Morikawa was at with his back, he rates out really well on all models, including Pete Dye models. I would go there. What do we do with Ricky? Because he still has been playing really well. Like 
does he is he able to shake off Sunday at the U.S. Open and just kind of continue to form, or is that kind of lag a little bit? I have zero interest in he or Wyndham Clark right yeah, now. No, no Clark. I'm I would not be shocked if Clark ends up withdrawing. Wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I even heard an interview uh, with him this morning from last night where he said the party was going to be going on, and that's not a surprise by any stretch, but if you're partying down on Sunday night, now you've got to get from L.A. to Connecticut, literally as far across the country as you can go. Uh, that's a lot. That's a tall task to ask. We saw what happened to Rom coming off the Masters win. This is every bit as big for Wyndham Clark. But Fowler, dude, I don't think I can go to Ricky Fowler. This, I mean, there's just got to be a massive emotional letdown after that, doesn't there? Kind of feels like that. Like, look, if Ricky wins this and I don't have a taste of it, I will cheer for it all the same. But I just, there's no way I'm going there right now. No, I, I think that's fair. So he's my, they're both my fade. I would take a peek at Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm not so sure I'll end up on him, but um, him and Tommy, I guess, are the only other, other guys I would consider here. But I mean, I don't hate the players in this tier. Like, we even mentioned Finau. Um, He's playing kind of, terribly. Like, he won Mexico, and I didn't like him going into Mexico, but ever since then. But, you know, it's it's all putting related. Like, if he finds the putter, and I don't think these greens are overly tough. You can see him there, but. His game makes a ton of sense, right? The Bryson DJ kind of long, overpower the course model. The reason I like Rom, he's just playing terrible right now. Right, but no. I have a lot more interest in the eights than I do the nines. Same with it. You ready to get to it? Yep. Toma at 89, JT's 88, Sung JM 87, Hideki 86, Cam Young 85, Jason Day 84, Thigala 83, Lowry 82, Tom Kim 81, Siwoo Kim 8K even, Skeeter. If we don't like 9K together, we got to like some stuff going on here. We do, and this is the home of my first bet of the week. Um, and I, as I was telling you, for, for whatever reason, my body decided that waking up at 6 a.m. this morning was a wonderful idea. I don't know why, but it was. So, what else am I going to do? Hey, let's go look at early odds that are out. Tom Kim, 50 to 1. Done. He is right now 35 to 1 on DraftKings. So, at least I feel good about having some closing line value. Like, we think of Tom Kim, we like short courses for him. We've seen him win at a peak die at Wyndham. I think Wyndham's peak die, isn't it? I won't swear to that. No, maybe it's not. I swear it was. Hold on. RBC Heritages. Crooked Stick. I don't know. Harbor Town. Kiowa. Stadium. Sawgrass. Course, Louisiana Sawgrass. Okay. Wyndham is not. I thought it was. Is it a TPC course, maybe, instead? What is the Wyndham course? That's brought your comp here? Say that again, I'm sorry. Is it a TPC course? Is that why maybe Wyndham brought your uh, attention? Or is that just a name on the brain? I don't know, but short courses kind of seem to be a thing. He went at Shriners. That was, uh, what, TPC or Summerlin in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Fifth, uh, he missed at Sony. Sixth at the American Express. That well, that's TPC. But he'd kind of been in some questionable form. But the irons, he found the irons at the U.S. Open. And he found them on the weekend. He went low on Saturday and had a solid round on Sunday. So he just kind of fits, I think, a little bit of what I'm looking for here. Still's been good ball striking. 
The wedge ranges could be a little bit of a concern over the past 24 rounds, but he actually rates out pretty consistently across all rounds. So 8,100, I don't know. I'm assuming he'll be somewhat popular, but I don't think he's going to get crazy. I like Sahith Tagala. Uh, finished second here a year ago. Seemed to be rounding back into form a little bit. Uh, after RBC Heritage, we saw him outside the top 40 for three straight events, but in the last two, he was 38th at the Canadian Open and then 27th at the U.S. Open. Uh, was a one under par yesterday. Sahith Tagala finished second here a year ago, and he strikes me as the kind of guy that could you know, use that distance to kind of overpower the course a little bit. His off the tee has been a little bit of a concern. Like, he was really good a year ago, well, on the irons, but his off the, I mean, he's, I mean, he was at least neutral at the U.S. Open, but he just doesn't have the finishes. Fifth at Heritage, so if you want to play that narrative, um, you know, like, fits there, but I'm not ready to go there because I think I just like too many other guys in the same range. Who else do you like? Well, if I'm going to use... This is a Pete Dye course, so one of the Pete Dye specialists at 8K, Siwoo Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, rates out... He rates out well in Pete Dye models. And he's just another one that... I, did he make the cut? No. No, he did. It was 3 Siwoo, yeah, he had a great Thursday, because I remember we both were kind of off of him and, and both agreed that he could also get it done here, because he has a terrible U.S. Open track record. Uh, yeah, but he was over par th- uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A little bit of struggles around the green, which I don't think is terrible here. Putting, of course, has just kind of been, it's, you know, Siwoo has never been the most consistent putter. But he has, in, in typical Siwoo fashion, he's got three three missed cuts, 11th, 25th, and 26th here in his six appearances. So that's about right. But he fits these Pete Dye courses pretty well. He's been as consistent this year as he's ever been. 8K, I think, is a decent number. And he's, al- he's already down to 35 to 1, so I'm assuming he's going to be popular. I might take a peek at Hideki again this week. I yeah. mean, he was by no means great a week ago, but he was okay. He's kind of just hanging around there, and one of these weeks he's going to pop, and I'll take my chance because uh, I don't see a, a whole lot of history for Hideki here either, but I'll take my chance with a great ball striker uh, like him here. Oh, his irons have been on fire. He's been able to do around the green. He just can't putt, which is yeah. nothing new for Hideki. Yeah, I don't think he's ever played here, so that might be the only concern. Yeah, um, which... Look, I mean, at this point, there's several guys in this AK range I'll use. I like Hideki. I like both Kims that you mentioned, too. Yeah, they're in my my first, you know, I, I try to build a lineup before I even look at stats. I play both Tom and Siwoo. Anybody else in this tier you like? I don't even mind Shane Lowry. I mean, again, Same. I, I know he can't putt. You know, he did gain three strikes, three strokes in the U.S. Open, so maybe he's figured something out. Oh, let's hope. Actually, his putting's been a little more consistent recently. He's just... When I said I'm not a Gala, I think Lowry's playing a little bit better, and he's a hundred cheaper. Like that's you know, and I think Thigala will get some popularity just because he's you know everybody just wants to see him win. I'll sure. just go, I'll just go back to Lowry, who I think will be lower owned and cheaper, which a hundred bucks you know is not that big of a deal in the end, but maybe it could be. It could be to some people, right? That uh, are maxing out. So, Skeeter, who are you fading in this tier? Well, I got two names. Uh, yeah, I got a couple, really. And I will be picky on them on matchups. Like, it's Justin Thomas and Sung J.M. I got okay. like, I don't know what's going on with JT. Something is broken there. So until I see a little more consistency out of him, I can't play him. Same with Sung J. He just doesn't seem to be on point right now. So 
I, you know, they're still being priced, you know, up there, and I get it. But until I see more consistency, I'll just play these guys for a little cheaper down below. I'll play the internationals. What's going on with Jason Day? I don't know, because he won, and then basically he's almost kind of, it's almost like that first-time winner that wins, and all of a sudden just kind of, kind of revels in the success. He's well, had not, not really success, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's had really good success at this tournament, and I would think he might be guy worth using, but I might be fading him because course history might lead some people to use him, even though his past performance, yeah, three straight missed cuts since he won, uh, which is not good. So um, funny how there's a few guys I really like in this tier, a few guys I'm really not into at all. Yeah, and, and Jason Day, too. I mean, when, you, when you've been, gone so many years without winning, you finally get that one – it just could be an emotional letdown, even for a former world number one and former, ma- you know, and a major champion. So, a, a lot of a, a probably a relief, a monkey off the back, and then maybe a little bit of uh, loss of the motivation to get back to that spot. Who knows? I don't know. Plus, I mean, let's also realize this has been kind of a little busy stretch here for him. I mean, he won mm-hmm. and went to the PGA. I don't did he play? I don't know if he played Schwab, but Memorial, which you know, with the, his wife being from Columbus and he lives there, he's he'll play there. I don't think he played Canada, the U.S. Open, now this. Like, this busy stretch of golf, so. Indeed. Yeah, because I have a feeling the next couple of weeks for, um, was it Rocket Mortgage and John Deere? Yeah, we're, we're not going to see these fields. No, I don't think so at all. I think we'll be able to uh, we'll be able to play some names we've never heard of at a price we're not comfortable course, with in a uh, couple. Maybe not we've never heard of, but that we're not comfortable paying 7 or 8 k for. It's Hank Leviota season. Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> I mean, I know it's that time of year, but he better he needs to show something first. Yes, he does. Uh, we'll get to that later. Skeet, are we ready to get to the seven Ks? Yep. I think we got some good names here, especially in the top half that are going to interest me. Not surprising in a field like this. Anybody standing out to you? Just give me a second. I do the timestamp here. Um. Yeah, my second bets. Um. Again, woke up this morning. He was seventy-five to one. I'm like, okay. This feels too high. You know, the last time I did it. So, no, I was wrong. He dropped, but not this time. He uh, He's now 50-1, to 1, former champion two years ago, Harris English. Like, he's not going to come out stat-wise, and a lot of what he did at the U.S. Open was with the putter. But we've kind of seen he's starting to come back to that form a little bit after, a, I forget what his injury was a year ago, kind of being an issue. So if he's starting to show some form, 7,700, when he's right, he's usually a little bit higher in the pricing. So I will take my chances with somebody like Harris English in that regard. You mentioned him. I like him, and I like all three names ahead of him. Uh, quite frankly, I could see myself kind of pummeling down. Normally, I like to make a like an all 8K kind of build. I might start with a um, high-end 7K build. Adam Scott strikes the ball well. He missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He burned me. Doesn't really have course history here, but – Adam Scott should be in line for a good rebound after one bad week. Russell Henry, Henley, I don't know how you're not interested in him now. Three consecutive top 20s, two of which were the U.S. Open and the, and the Memorial Fields, just like this. He's had decent success here, 78 underpriced for me. Yep. Keegan Bradley had good price here. Uh, he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He hasn't been playing as great as he was, I don't know, a year ago or so. But at 7,800, Keegan Bradley entices me, too, with a decent course history. And this is pseudo a homecoming game for him, too. I say, there's always the key in the Northeast uh, yeah. narrative. Um, so I like all I like all four guys to start this tier a lot, frankly. See, again, for me, instead of Keegan, I, 
I'll just go a hundred cheaper to Corey Connors. Like we're thinking short at short course like this, this feels perfect. Corey Connors, who if my stats would ever load, I can tell you a breakdown. But overall, he's top twenty in ball striking approach, opportunities, wedge range. Like again, for him, it's going to come down to the putter, but. He missed the U.S. Open, 20th at Canada, missed the Memorial, 12th at PGA, 8th at Wells Fargo. At least when he misses the cut, you know, if he doesn't miss the cut, he's putting up solid finishes. If he can if he can get that putter to work at all, which he hasn't in two times here with well, two missed cuts, but I don't mind taking a chance on him. Like, that'd be my pivot off Keegan. How about Denny McCarthy at 7,600? He's I your mean, guy. He, oh, oh, Okay. I assume finishing top 20, T20 in the U.S. Open, uh, and then you go to this field, 7,600 doesn't seem like a good price for him when he was second at the Memorial the week before, uh, 29th at the PGA Championship. Like, what do you want from him? Yeah, he's my guy, but tell me 7,600 isn't a great price on him. Okay, I'm going to fight back here a little bit. It's fair. He's played here four times, two missed cuts, 47-73rd. Not good. He is just so putter-reliant, and, and, and he's probably one of the best putters on tour. So I just have a hard time getting there. His irons have been his irons been okay. Off the tee has been a little lacking, but that's not the biggest thing here. So I get it. He's just he's not he's not a guy I'm going to play because he's so putter-reliant. If I were to give my own argument against uh, my Denny McCarthy fandom, and he is most certainly my guy now. Denny McCarthy is a grinder. He wins tough courses. I don't know if Denny McCarthy wins a 20-under tournament, which is what this could end up being. Uh, I'm not sure if that's his game. As good of a putter as he is, he's got to be making birdie putts, not scrambling for par putts, which is really where he excels. But I'll get to him again, duh. So, like, why would I take a good putter when I can take a bad putter and Gary Woodland, who just continually posts top 30s and <laughs> things like that and rates out really well in all the approach and opportunities stats. So, you know, why, why would I do such a silly thing like that? Because you'd go another 100 lower and you would use Brian Harmon yes. in this left-hander's paradise. Uh, Brian Harmon's played some decent golf recently. Uh, it was mostly Thursday. Um uh, but is there a left-handed narrative to this place? I mean, Bubba and Phil like this joint. So does Brian Harmon. Well, Brian Harmon likes any Pete Dye course. He does. He does. That is a fact. Off the tee, he has been struggling with. But again, that's not a surprise here. The last, you know, if you're looking at shorter courses, he was neutral off the tee at Schwab. He was seventh at Heritage. You gained four strokes off the tee. So that's, you know, he's on my, I mean, if I see Pete Dycourse, I'm playing him, especially when he made a run at a U.S. Open that does not – I mean, he's traditionally played U.S. Opens, I think, decent. He's just not he a does. format. So, no, I'm with you on Harmon. Um, I'd rather play him than Woodland as well. Anything else from the uh, – I got a few names at the bottom of 7Ks, but I'm not sure I have anything else further around this territory. No, I mean, uh, Aaron Rye jumped out a little bit for me at 74. Good – you know, good – those wedge ranges, the proximity ranges, he's there. Good, good approach. I might take a flyer on Ludwig Adberg. Yeah, know. me too. You know, I, I could also see myself getting off of him. Eckroth coming off last week. Um, he still writes up really well in the opportunities, ball striking. So we'll see there. I mean, Eric Cole just continues to play well. He gives himself plenty of opportunities. Good proximity from 200 plus yards helps. Um, 
I, and then the last guy I throw on, he oh he hurt me with his Friday afternoon collapse. Uh, Substraka. He hurt me too. That's all. I what got. about what about Patrick Rogers, Emiliano Grillo? Okay, I'm not. I Patrick Rogers, I never get right. I think I say this every week. Like just, I don't get him right. Um, maybe come John Deere time, he's had some success there. I'll take a chance on him, but not somebody I'm looking for in this range. Grillo makes sense. I just don't know where he's at coming after his win. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not sure if I get to him uh, as much as I want to. I can tell you the course history is uh, not good for Grillo, although 19th back in 2018, two missed cuts uh, the past two years. Uh, Andrew Putnam, do anything for you? He seems like he'd be a fit, but he didn't pop up for me. He's played okay here, as I look for 13th two years ago. The other two times were made cuts, but 46th and 57th. Uh, he was good at Memorial, okay, this past week at, at the U.S. Open. I mean, again, off the tee is not a strength of his, but, I mean, shouldn't be here. Um, I don't hate it. I don't think it's a guy I'm getting on, but don't hate it. I mean, your boom-bust guy in the same price would be Kitayama. Like, who knows what you're going to get from him. And Justin Suh. Well, I, I think that's a misprice, right? He was good last week. He's not rating out well statistically, but, I mean, he's he tends to be another one very putter-reliant, but his irons have been okay at times. Off the tee hasn't been terrible. Okay, you know, another guy who maybe will be a little less popular because he's not popping stat-wise. I can get on Justin Suh. So. Yeah, he's definitely on my list uh, as well. And then I think if you wanted to, I guess I'll ask you. What should I do with Brendan Todd? As this is a par seventy, and Brendan Todd does like those. He wasn't at uh, that DJ year. He wasn't at final group, and I think he just had an awful Sunday. Um, yeah, he's putting up finishes. Um, actually, past two tournaments, his putter has gone really cold, so that is odd. Um, probably not one for me, but I don't hate it. Same with the Pizzenhouse. Uh, not for me, but he kind of pops a little bit. I, I, I was looking at Tom Hoagie, but uh, I don't think I could pull that trigger. On yeah, that. I was thinking the same thing. He might actually be my fade because Hoagie makes sense as a birdie fest kind of guy, but just not getting the job done right now. My fade, like, what in the world happened to Seamus Power? I don't know. Like, coming out to start the year, I remember I was pretty excited about him, and he was pretty good last year. In fact, he was one of my, like, mid-round draft picks in our league last year. He was great uh, during the fall. So uh, I don't like, know. Yeah, basically, once they turn to Florida, he, uh, I mean, he's 18th at Wells Fargo, 19th at Byron Nelson. He's at least showing some signs, but miscut at both majors, 41st at Memorial, where he was just all putter reliant. Like, I just, maybe, maybe if he starts showing up here to, the, you know, these, this, the month of July events in the United States, then I'm interested, but it's not here. Shall we take it to 6K? Yep. Are there guys in 6K that you're after? Yes. I don't know how much I'll use of them. Like, last week I think I only played, like, I I think I played three 6K guys. I only used um, them once in a lineup, so I wasn't real heavy on that. Um, Michael Kim, still playing pretty well. Yep. That, that 6,900. Uh, he'll give himself plenty of opportunities. By the way, we brought him up last year on the podcast, and he was a he was an addition 
uh, late. So he was on the DraftKings slate, but maybe not in your uh, in your um, database yet from Fantasy National. Because last week we talked about him, and he was just must have oh, been right. just added. So just an FYI, I thought about that and never really reached out to you after the, the podcast that's about fine. it. I was never really considering him last <laughs> week, so that's fine. But no, good proximity ranges too, so he's in play. Um, Doug Gim starting to show a little bit of form. Like he, I think he's got three straight top 30s. Yes, he does. Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson, RBC Canadian Open. Irish are there. He's not making a putt. So if he can somehow find a putter, like he could be in contention come the end. So mm-hmm. those would be a couple names. Um, and, of course, you know, it's Kevin Streelman. I was going to say, are you leaving the layup for me? No. <laughs> Kevin Streelman at 6,800. I mean, made the cut at the U.S. Open, which isn't exactly the kind of layout that fits him his game that distance. Uh, missed the cut at Memorial. I don't even have a problem with that because he shot a 79, then backed it up with a 70. So was two under par before missing the cut, at least on that round. Good at Charles Schwab. Good at Wells Fargo. Kevin Streelman season has got to be here. This is his place, man. Yeah, I mean, again, once I, you know, after I tried, after I nearly called him right a few years ago, I'm going to keep going back to him. Yeah, so Streelman, easy for me. Uh, I won't get to my guy, Webb Simpson, as much as I'd love to here. Yeah. I even have a couple other names down the board a little bit. All right, well, I know Jim Herman's in the field. Yeah, that would be your guy and Charlie. (laughs) You know, those are your guys. That's fair. I threw my dollar on Charlie, and that didn't. That went about as well as I expected. Unfortunately, yeah. it went. It went what you would expect. You're right. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, hey, Ches Reeby has a nice little course history. He's playing okay here, former winner. Um, mm-hmm. Sixty-seven hundred. He's been playing decent enough. Yeah. Dylan Wu, who had a good first couple days of the U.S. Open, still finished thirty-second. Like, I don't. He misses Schwab and Byron Nelson, but but other than that, he's Getting a lot of top 40s, like, irons are there, a little inconsistent everywhere else, but, I mean, 6,600, I'll play that, and, again, the my favorite play every week at a 6Ks, I don't know when they're going to price up Carson Young, like, he continues to throw up some top 25s, and maybe he's not consistent, but, you know what, I'll take those finishes down here, so, I'll keep playing Carson Young. Harry Hall. Got to be interested in Harry Hall. The man just continues to get it done over the last, what, I don't know, month or so. He was 34th at the Canadian Open after the near miss at the Schwab. So I said the, the last month, I guess there was a little gap between that uh, good play of run of play he had in uh, March and April. But Harry Hall at 67, he's on my radar. Bad irons, except they did turn around at Canada. So been very putter reliant. So I think I like others in here, but no, I get it. Ryan Palmer rates out well for me, but I... Yeah, He's, like, made one cut lately. And that was in Texas. Yeah. I mean, your guy, Lucas Glover, rates out well, but I don't think his form is anywhere near. I mean, why don't you touch him? Lucas Glover. I mean, why don't you just... Why don't we just pencil in the vampire, let me spend 9800 on him, and get zero points from him? I mean, that's fine. I could also play... Uh, my guy Molinari, sixty four hundred. Hey, we've had the summer of Molinari. Is it time for him to come wake up and come on? Eh, maybe not. Probably not, dude. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him at this point. He's going to be a vice captain in Rome. He's not going to be on the team. No, until he goes and plays John Deere and win. 
because I'd like to see him on that team, even though obviously I'll be cheering for the Americans, I would like to see him on the team in a playing capacity. Um, I would like to see that happen, but it isn't happening. No, I don't think so. Skeeter, I have no more positives for you in the 6K. You got a fade for me? Oh, I'm sure I can. Oh, um, sure. Sorry, um, Jimmy Holmes. You know, it's funny as I'm going to fade a different long hitter, Cameron Champ. There's a lot of water up in this course, and I don't know that Cameron Champ's the guy I want to be uh, trying to avoid that water right now. Is there a ton of water? Or is, I mean, I know it's on some of the holes. I don't remember there being a ton. I thought there was a good good amount of water on this one. I know there's a water like around like 14, 15, 16, 17, I think. But I may, I Maybe I'm more just remembering it because it's around the finishing holes, and I'm remembering DJ getting in that water. Yeah, I don't, you might be right. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember all the holes on this course. And I want to say like ten, nine or 10, or there's, there's one hole that's like a tree, like right in front of the green or something. It's a weird, or maybe in the middle of the fairway. I mean, that's classic freaking Pete Dye. Think about RBC Heritage. Because I seemingly remember um, one of the years, Bubba, the last time Bubba won, I had a bet on, or I, I played, um, Paul Casey in DFS, and I remember him ending up against that train. He was just terrible from there on. Speaking of guys who have good course history, Paul Casey, if you're looking for another odd comp, he has great course history here, too. I know we're not going to see him, but he and Brennan Steele would love to be here. Casey, just so he could withdraw. You know, that's, that's actually been nice about Paul Casey going to live, is I don't have to worry about him withdrawing. <laughs> You know, I guess that might end up in my future, depending on what happens next year or whatever, and having to go back there. We haven't had a good withdrawal on us here lately. We're, we're due for somebody to really bust us well, in the mouth. I mean, one. I mean, Jason Day's still around. I know. All the withdrawal kings, Stenson, Louie, Casey, nah, want to live. Bubba, I think, sometimes has some withdrawals. Uh, interesting. Yeah, we haven't. that hasn't bit me in quite some time. We'll, we'll see. I'm not going to let Wyndham Clark do it to me this week, I guess is what we've determined already. That will be well ahead of time if it happens, though. Yes, well, well, Wu also is not afraid of a draw, especially if he's, you know, six over after 16 or something. Yeah, right. He's like, yeah, you know what, that's enough of this. He certainly is not afraid to call it a day. No. Skeeter, we got anything further from the DraftKings perspective? No. Are we ready to take it over to the one-and-done conversation is it even a conversation anymore? Well, for me, it is. Uh, who'd you use last week? I used uh, Brooks. Okay. He rallied a little bit on Sunday, didn't he? Yeah, I think Brooks finished even par, like 18th or something. I don't know exactly what he finished. I, mean, I used DJ, so I mean, I got a top 10. I dropped a couple spots, probably because... Brooks was T17 at minus one. I apologize, Brooks. Okay, that's not, not what you're wanting, but not terrible. Right. Well, well, I'm in 2,784th place. 85th, excuse me. I'm, I didn't mean to steal someone's thunder there. Oh, yeah. Shame on you. I'm, I'm in, behind whomever that may be. I'm in 238th place. All right, dog. Well, you're still hunting. I am. Um. So, I had planned on Hovland for the Open, but after yesterday, I'm like, oh, gosh. Cam Smith might go back-to-back. He looked good, right? That Aussie comp seemed to prove uh, somewhat reasonable over there at LACC. Yeah, Min Woo was up there. Not for Adam Scott, the one we played. No kidding. The guy I had 40% of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 50%. That's my bad. 50%. Yeah, couldn't get the right one there. Of course not. Um, 
So Vic's tempting here. Right now, I have Tom Kim. Harris English would also be in consideration. Um, I have John Rom left, and I am nearly in last place. I'm using John Rom. You know what? That's uh, makes sense. I mean, he'll he won't be popular because there's only 17 percent who still can use him. I'm one of them. I've already told you my strategy on that. Um, yeah, which I'm cool with. And my thought is, this is the most. This is the biggest payout until those final two weeks. I'll have somebody in those final two weeks. I'll have somebody in the field. It may not be somebody I want, but I'll have somebody. And in order to even for me to matter at that point, I need Rom to take home three mil this week. And even that isn't going to put me in, in like payouts. No, but at least you maybe threaten a little bit. No. Um, yeah, I think I'm English. Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim, Hideki. I, I could get behind Hideki and uh, Tom Kim. I said, I could get behind all three of them. I mean, I guess if I'm willing to use them all in DraftKings and have them in a similar thought process of the rankings, I could get behind all those. I don't think I'm using Hovland. Like, I, you know what? I might actually need to spend some time mapping this out. I did it a couple years ago when I was when I was going to win some money, and I mapped myself right into um, the doorstep not getting paid. Just for the record. I, at this point, I'm assuming when I'm in 238th place that I'm, I'm going to get paid. I was further down. I was like in 400th place if 500 people pay. Like, yeah, I think I might need to start looking at like Rocket, Mor- Rocket Mortgage. All right, hold on. So we have Travelers, the Open, and then the two playoff events. So I got four, really room for four big guys left. You know, yeah. four big events. I've already... I've already determined I'm saving Rom for one of the playoff events, probably the last one, just hoping he maybe comes into form a little bit. Rory, I mean, I'm, why am I not playing Cam Smith in the open? Like, right? Like, that just... If he's the only reason to... I could give you, and you're so far ahead of the field that differentiating isn't the reason, but that'd be the reason, just because uh, you... You don't want to use a live player for that final major when when I think a lot of people are going to come to the realization, hell, I've only got these live players left. Um, so I could make the argument that you just don't want to use a live player. But if Cam Smith wins the Open, you are ahead of most of the field. You want to stay there and not fall behind him. So, look, my I'm, I'm making arguments. I'm not necessarily telling you which way I would even make a decision. Right. I'm just look- So I have Rom, I have Hovland, Hideki. Thomas, if he were to ever figure out anything, Sung if he ever figure out, like the Gala, I'm sure I'm going to use at one of these, you know, one of these upcoming events. Um, yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I'm gonna have to look at some um, pre commitments to, to a Rocket Mortgage. I, mean, I can always use Hovland at uh, Genesis or at the Scottish. Yeah, I mean it only paid what nine point eight. You're at right. First but, is still first, and I mean, so you, at that point, you're. Or maybe I just save Hovland for the. Maybe I play Hovland to rob in the playoffs. It's not. I mean, it's not a terrible uh, left-right combo to finish off the field with. In, in some order, because I believe they're both. I mean, I'm assuming they're no. They cuts. both have to be in almost to the finals at this point, if not the semifinals. Uh, when you consider a big win at Memorial and Rom won uh, Augusta. Oh, Rom is guaranteed. Like, he's, he's making the tour championship. Yeah. 
I think it's I think it's an interesting thought for you. In the end, I think going out there and mapping it out isn't a bad idea. Even if you don't stick with the map out plan, at least having that path will make you think about it and it, and you'll know if I don't take this path that I'm taking another path and have that in in a in your mind. I mean, honestly, I, I probably liken it to the best ball drafts I'm doing in football right now where in the end I may not even like the draft I'm doing, i.e. your rough draft to the path of uh, the the finals here. But at least I'm figuring out, okay, I don't like this path. So maybe you mark it out and then you go, oh, I don't like that. It's better than getting to week four of, you know, four weeks left and going, oh, I wish I hadn't have done that. Right. Okay. You want to hear something ridiculous? Certainly. Okay. So... You know, you know this year's seven tops. You know, top seventy effects go to St. Jude. It is not a no cut event, huh? They're gonna cut five people. <laughs> yep, top sixty five in ties. <laughs> That's pretty silly. God, do I hope? I hope it's like one person gets cut. Like you got a tie right there at the bottom. That's silly. Just let them finish the weekend. That boy, can you, how? P.O.'d are you going to be if you pick the guy that gets cut? <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. It's come DFS time, if there's somebody really popular that I'm not using that gets cut. Sure. It'll be hilarious and awesome. Oh, I would sit there and laugh hysterically. Oh, my God. Six out of six is going to be 95%, and I'm going to be that five. No, no. What if it's like, you know, what if it's like 20% speed? Yeah, that's right. It could it could really get crazy. That would be fun if you're off the guy. Like three guys missed the cut. One of them is like Spieth or one of these big names. Big chalk bomb. That would be pretty funny. That's interesting that they're going to actually have a cut there I for can't five people. Doing that. I am surprised by that. I I'm like, there's no okay. Maybe they're cutting to fifty or something. But no, I'm literally, literally the FedEx Championship will cut the field to low 65 in ties, unless unless the media guy forgot to take that out. Like, possibly, I don't know. That seems pretty wild. That, that is... seems pretty wild. It seems it's but but by the way, Skeeter, nothing will surprise me at this point. I mean, no. Skeeter, do we have anything further for the travelers? I don't have anything. Well, uh, I wish you the best in picking your one-and-done path this week, and uh, I wish you the best in your lineups as well in this post-major, hopefully not a letdown at, in Cromwell, Connecticut. I know. It would be nice to uh, – I, I feel like I've had some good batch of picks recently so uh, in DFS, so hopefully that continues. And hopefully – again, you, I still feel like you're due. Like I thought it was coming. I mean, dude, between Denny McCarthy losing in a playoff to – having Rory and Ricky yesterday, and I know those were a little bit higher up the board, but, dude, let me tell you something. I even said it to the guy at the liquor store that lives next door to me. Uh, well, I live next door to a liquor store, however you want to paint it. I was here first, just for the record. I didn't move next door to a liquor <laughs> store. I want to make sure everyone understands that. I don't think, um, <laughs> I don't think anyone cares. They're like, whatever. Uh, I would say this. I told him, I said, dude, I'm due, and you know what that means. On Monday, I'm going to be due still. Well, here I am, still due. So hopefully I am I am no longer overdue like a library book come next Monday, but we will see. All right, you know what? Here, here let's, let's both hit Kevin Streelman at 250 to 1. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, much because I already told you that was one of the best, uh, golf viewing days of my life, just from sheer fun without really winning a whole lot of money. But it was also the fact that I could get back out in public again. Uh, Kevin Stroman provided me with plenty of value that day. So rest assured, I'll be on him again. So I'm going to shop around so I can find a better number on him. 
I'll, I'll be looking. Don't worry. I'll be shopping. I'll let you know what if I find something massive. Yep, same here. All right. Well, good luck to you. Good luck to everybody. And thanks, everybody, for listening. For Skeeter Robinson, I'm James Adams. This has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast.